This is Keep On Cooking, a podcast for people who love cookbooks and want to know more about the authors. It's also a great place to get a weekly dose of culinary inspiration to keep things pumping in the kitchen. So grab a cookbook and keep on cooking. I'm Dustin Harder, and this is Keep On Cooking. Hello, and welcome to Keep On Cooking, the only podcast dedicated to plant-based cookbooks. I'm your host, Dustin Harder, and he, he lights up my life. It's my husband and podcast partner in crime, A.O. partner, my buddy, my buddy. It's David Rossetti. Wow. Did, did you have a, did you have a my buddy? No, I wanted one. I had one. You did? Yeah. I loved it because, okay. I'm so, so jealous. I had one, but um, I don't think this is going to sound like maybe we should have kept a better eye on this child. But um, I loved him. And then I saw the movies, the oh. movie Child's well, Play. Then, yeah. And then Chucky came out and ruined it all. Totally. I buried him in the backyard. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I was like terrified of him after that. I was like, um, I this should... doll's going to come to life and kill me. Well, and that place, that. That doll used to be like it. Yeah. So yeah. I can only imagine they were like, that company was like, man, we really nailed it with this. And then all of a sudden, Child's Play comes out. And they're I like, wonder which was first. I mean, anyway, research to do. We got some, we got some, we got research we, to oh do. Oh my God, I was singing the same thing. Oh my God. The same tune. Same oh. tune. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. We're hello. so excited this week to have another return guest to oh, the Keep On Cooking pod. We love Always it. makes me feel so good, so special when someone agrees to come back. Mm-hmm. They must have got a taste of something they like. Oh, okay. oh. Yeah. this time our guest is going to talk about her new book that's coming out next week. So I'm so thrilled to give you a sneak peek into this fantastic book that's coming out. She's an Instagram queen and queen in general. I just love her and blogger of Rabbit and Wolves. Lauren Bame is back. Yes, uh, she was featured in episode 19 of Keep on Cooking, uh, where she joined Dustin to talk about her amazing book, Southern Vegan. Mm-hmm. Well, she's already written another one. That's right. She's been busy. Uh, this one is called Delicious AF Vegan, 100 Simple Recipes for Wildly Flavorful Plant-Based Comfort Foods. Yes, and I love a title like that. It tells you exactly what you're getting with that little subtitle exactly. in there. So good. Lauren takes us on another wild ride of plant-based comfort foods, and she joins me to talk about what's inspiring her in the kitchen these days for a quick recap on lauren she's a classically trained pastry chef and the creator of the popular rabbit and wolves blog she's been featured in veg news buzzfeed southern kitchen and one green planet to name a few and currently has three hundred seventy-five thousand followers on work, work, instagram work, 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 you better work. work i love it yeah. uh little disclaimer here so uh we swear on this episode today and i put a little explicit uh label on it so now you know Camp, if you got the sound with the kids in the car, I got a swear word coming up for you. So here we go, because the name of the book is Delicious AF Vegan, which of course means delicious as fuck vegan. So there, we said it, we did it. It's out there in the world. Um, and we say it again in the interview. And then also we talk a lot about grease too. So if that will trigger you ah. at all, and of course I'm talking about the critically acclaimed smash blockbuster musical, starring, Grease 2, starring Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, and what is it, Maxwell Caulfield? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. 
Ooh. Anyways, we talk a lot about. I I kind of like hijacked the. Sh- you'll see. I hijacked the conversation you'll a little see. to get into Greece too. But listen, Lauren is a powerhouse in the kitchen and a warrior like me. She prides herself on proving that you can make anything vegan. She's here today to talk about her new book, Delicious as Fuck Vegan. Please welcome back to the pod the spunky, fierce, vegan as fuck, Lauren Bame. <laughs> He's back, 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 back again. Please welcome one of my all-time favorite people to follow on Instagram, a return guest to the podcast. It's Lauren Bame. Thank you for being here, Lauren. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Hey, I'm doing really well. We're going to dive right in with your icebreaker questions. So we're going to do our porn name and our drag names today. So we'll start with our porn star name. It's our middle name plus the street we grew up on. Uh, so what's your middle name and the street you grew up on? Okay. So my porn name would be Kendra Flamingo, which is a pretty good name. (laughs) I'm jealous of this name. That is so good. Oh, I love it. Mine is James, James Barnard. Okay. I mean, it just sounds corporate. Maybe just a Which could work in some circumstances, I suppose, sure, depending on the setup for it. But I, yours is, doing. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yours is very good, very good. Kendra Flamingo, thank you. Kendra yeah. Flamingo, you're like I've been waiting to share that with the world my entire I've been life. Waiting and there we go. To tell the whole world. <laughs> my gosh. Well, then we're gonna do our drag queen name. So this is the name of your first pet and okay. your mother's maiden name. Okay, so my drag name would be Muffin Brenner, which is also pretty good. <laughs> you are winning across the board on this so far. Yeah. Um, when I my... like, read them, and I was like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, mine isn't, mine for a drag queen is Biscuit Little. I mean, oh, I like it. It's a cute like little it. name. It's a cutesy little name. I like that. Yeah, we're both food names. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to think that it was um, your your first pet's name and the street that you, your first street name. So, which is different than the street I grew up on. So, I'm going to share this because I thought this was always the poor name. First. Okay pet's name and then street like your first street i didn't grow up on barnard but my first street that i lived on was daisy lane so it would have been biscuit daisy lane which i like so of course i'm passing that that in there yeah but now is the street what's the street flamingo is the street like i lived on the longest when i was a kid so that was not like the street we lived on when i was born but flamingo's road is where i lived like for most of my childhood so. Yes, yes, that's what Barnard Barnard was for me. What is the first street that you were well when you were born? What do you know what street you were? That's a great question. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I think the only reason I remember mine is because it was Daisy Lane and I've paired this up before. And yeah, I'm like, oh. I I'm sure that it's in my brain somewhere, but I and if I ask my brother, he'll know. But I that's I all right. You you did the assignment. We'll just have to have you back on for a third time, and that'll Thank be you. the next icebreaker question. Okay. Yeah, for the next book. Uh, well, it's great to have you back on Keep On Cooking. Of course, everyone knows you as the creator of the fabulous blog Rabbit and Wolves. And when you were here last, we were chatting about your first book, 
Southern Vegan. Everyone, you can go listen to episode 19 to learn more about that book and also learn more about Lauren as we do a little more digging in that episode to get into your backstory so people can learn more about you there. So check that out, everyone. It's episode 19. And uh, we got to, uh, because we did that, we get to dive right into this book today. So it's your brand new book. Now, the cover says Delicious AF Vegan, but I put an explicit label on this episode and we're going to call it like it is. It's delicious. Delicious as fuck, vegan, 100 simple recipes for wildly flavorful plant-based comfort foods. Available for pre-order now, everyone. So you can get that. It's going to be coming out uh, next week on September 26th. So listen, Lauren, beautiful, this book, just like the last one and everything that you do. Can you give us a little summary of what people can expect from Delicious as Fuck, Vegan, 100 simple recipes for wildly flavorful plant-based comfort foods? Yeah. So, um, you know, the first one they were like, well, I tend to have way too many ideas, which isn't necessarily a terrible problem unless you have insomnia like I do. But I think that like the first one they were like, like narrow it down, pick, pick a theme. And this one, they were like, do whatever you want. And I was like, yay. Right. <laughs> so, um, I, it's like just comfort food that out of my head, I was trying to do as normal, um, things that I've never seen before or things that, you know, are not consistently repeated over and over again. I feel like a lot of people tell me they get bored with food. And, and I even sure. feel like when I go to a lot of vegan restaurants, they'll have the same things. Like they all have cauliflower wings and they all have, you know, like the same, the standard and you're like, do something different for God's sakes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I tried really hard to just come up with new concepts that are comforting vegan, of course. And which is, it's my favorite thing to do to like figure out how to make anything vegan. It's just my absolute like favorite thing to do. So yeah. I um, love that. And then this one's bigger. My last book was 60 recipes. This one's okay. 100. So yes. which is exciting. They were, I asked if I could do a bigger book and do whatever I wanted. And they said, yes. So this I is love me. It. I did whatever I wanted and they're all really, really good. Good. They look yeah. good. They look when you're talking about how, you know, you go to a restaurant and everyone's got the cauliflower wing. You are so correct in that. And that's what I love. You take things. I'll see it and I'll be like, uh, how, how did she even think of that? Like you just come up with combinations for things that are just so inventive and also look so good. You did the photos for this book too. Is I that did. Correct? Uh, so um, my best friend, Julie, um, who was working for me for, years um she did some of the photography too she actually did the cover photo nice probably did half and half so a lot of the photos in the book i did a lot of them julie did um she was just here with me and helped me great it's a lot it's overwhelming um it's a lot it is so overwhelming it's so funny because my bestie did photographs for my last two books and it's not in her she does oil-free gluten-free stuff and all my stuff for uh especially for the second one it's so much oil and all this stuff oh i know everyone she was oh and she was oil. just attacking it all by herself. Well, she had help. Like she was in Canada at the time, but okay. I was like, man, if I could just be there with you, like we could just be like tackling this together. Yeah. So it sounds like you and Julie had that we opportunity. So she yeah. actually came and stayed in Las Vegas for like Great. three or four months with me and just knocked nice. all those photos out with me. Um, and it was, yeah, honestly, it was the most fun I've had too. I, <laughs> The cover photo shoot day, obviously I had, I made like a million different things to like try different things. There's a bunch of stuff on the cover, but um, 
we had so much fun. <laughs> just I love like that. figuring out where to put things and like that. Oh, so great to work with your friend. Well, let's talk about the cover. So everybody who's watching this, you can see this gorgeous cover that I'm holding up from Delicious as Fuck Vegan. Tell me what's on the cover here, Lauren. What are we looking at here? What dishes are on here? Okay, so um, this, the soup is the spicy lasagna soup, which one of, like my white lasagna soup that's from like years and years ago was one of the things that like has been the most popular on the blog. Um, but I yeah. made a spicy version. Um, Cheesesteak burrito. Um, this is a salt, salted caramel creme brulee white hot chocolate. Oh my gosh, it looks um, so good. What's on top of that white hot chocolate? Pie. Uh, um, that is, you make um, caramelized sugar that you then crack ah, and it goes on top, and that's the creme brulee part. Beautiful. So, now I cut you um, off of the pie. Then, what kind of pie is that? Oh no. That is a pumpkin chocolate chip cookie pie. Mm, delicious. Okay. Um, so it's like cookie dough in a pie crust, oh, <laughs> which is gosh. amazing. Um, those are the carne asada loaded fries, I think. Yes. Probably no. And then um, the pasta is a one pot, like beef and shells. Uh, I it like it almost. Looks like a, um, you know, like a hamburger helper situation. Which yeah, that's what I was going pot. for. It was like yeah. a, a hamburger helper and it's a one pot. It's in, I have the one pot section. Yes, yeah, you so do. Al Pastor loaded fries. There's pineapple oh. on it. Oh, yum. Delicious. Then, like pineapple try. on your pizza. I love pineapple on my pizza. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. I know that that is very controversial. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, my daughter thinks that that's gross, but she's 11. So she'll go into it. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. We're going gonna to give it some time. We're going to give it some yeah, time. Oh, so. uh, well, let's dive in here. Chapter one is indulgent mornings featuring inventive and mouthwatering options. Like everybody listen up here. Come on now. Chai latte crepes, autumn pear baked French toast, churro bagels with sweet vanilla cream cheese, chicken and red velvet waffles, ranchero breakfast, taquitos, black forest cinnamon rolls, and moist and buttery orange poppy seed bread. Everyone should know that Lauren is a classically trained pastry chef, which you can learn more about in episode 19, where we get into the backstory for Lauren there. But there are these, I don't know how to pronounce this. And I, uh, to me, this seems like a pastry chef sort of item, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You can tell me. The the liege, liege, liege waffles? Oh, liege, liege waffles, yeah. So they're... Tell me, liege waffles and berry compote. Tell us more about that. If you've never had a liege waffle, you should have a liege waffle. <laughs> Liege, um, liege, got yes, it. liege waffle. So, um, they're um Belgian, and you use these the, like the specific thing about well, one they're yeast waffles, which is interesting yes. in and of itself. Um, but then there's um crystal, big crystals of sugar in it, so you get like, and I have beet sugar. I have some in the pantry, but <laughs> yeah, you get like, like a yummy bite. Big. Yeah, so once you you know waffle iron them the sugar is like these caramelized pockets of sugar oh. and it's the greatest thing ever that's pro that might be my favorite breakfast in here oh and does that what is that what liege refers to then the the sugar or the sugar, i think so yeah so okay uh, I, yeah Sorry. i got it listen pantry's <laughs> full of stuff ever like it's it's like a, we could 
grab stuff and have a show and tell. I love that. I love that though. And what about the blueberry pancake pop tarts? Pop tarts. Oh my god, I love making pop tarts. I actually I've been teaching um kids cooking classes at the vegan yes. school in Vegas, and um I taught them how to make pop tarts the other day, and they loved it. I was going to say, they probably lost their minds. Oh my God. They were so excited. Uh, they like did not want to wait. Like I brought them out of the oven and they were like so hot. And I was like, guys, guys, don't, don't burn yourself. I'm not great with children to be perfectly honest. And I just was like, no, 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 calm down. <laughs> I always bring my daughter with me so she can like yeah. wrangle them in for me. Diffuse a little. Yeah. I don't know how to deal with children, but um, yep. it's still fun. So um, I made, so the blueberry pop tarts, I made like a blueberry filling, obviously, and then yep. the regular pie crust. But the topping is maple syrup flavored ah, icing. Go there. That's right. Okay. And they, so they taste like a blueberry pancake. But I see where we're getting it then. It's so funny you say that about kids. I was teaching a series of vegan classes at the chopping block in Chicago. And it was this summer and they were doing a kids workshop in the kitchen I was teaching in every morning before I taught my my class. So I would go into prep and it was just over. One day it was like younger kids, like under 10. And then I was like, okay, I got this. There's coolest kids everywhere. I got it. And the next day it was teenagers. And I was like, I'm scared. I'm I'm so afraid of teenagers. Oh my God. I think my classes are capped at like 12 years old. So that I can handle. But like teenagers, if I see a group of teenagers, I'm like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was so nervous. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. And I saw like little groups, like, you know, there was a group of one group of girls, another group of girls. I was like, ah, I'm scared. I'm like, all the, I'm having, I'm like triggered. There's all this like strange energy around me right now, but um, I made it through. I survived. It wasn't my class. Yeah, so I, had, I was, I was like, they're going to leave soon, Dustin. And then you're going to have adults yeah, yeah, and everything's yeah. going to be fine. Uh, well, I love those start to our mornings there with those uh, indulgent mornings. Chapter two takes us to exceptionally cozy main meals. Now this is the type of cha- type of chapter. I got to tell you that I'm jonesing for when I pick up a book by you. It's so reflective of your sort of like welcoming and comforting approach to food in your blog. So what is your favorite cozy main meal in this chapter? Let me look at the, that's so hard. I'm going to look at the, I know, I know. Please pick a baby and make it your favorite. I know when people are like, what's your favorite recipe on your blog? I'm like, there's like 500 recipes on my blog. Yeah. You're like, just name one and you're good. You know? Um, I think that the scratch made biscuit and broccoli cheddar cobbler is probably my favorite. That anything that's like ask you about anything that has like a carb on top that I can like eat with my soup or whatever is like my favorite thing yes. ever. Um, so it's like a broccoli cheddar soup, but I thickened it up a little bit more so it wasn't like oh. quite so soupy. And then there's biscuits on top of it, and then yeah, you it all together, and it's like the greatest thing. I'm not joking in my notes I have written. I'm like, if she doesn't say scratch made biscuit and broccoli cheddar cobbler, ask her about it. It sounds so good. But what about your favorite pizza? What makes it Lauren's favorite pizza? Um, So I like salty sweet pizza, which I guess is probably obvious uh, with my love of pineapple. Our given pineapple conversation there? Given, yes. Um like salty sweet. I like sweet and spicy as well. So I made candy mm. pineapple to put on top and then it's barbecue like chicken and i think all of the like the there it's like salty like chicken quote unquote making air quotes for people who can't see yes 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 uh and then so salty and then a little bit of sweet from barbecue sauce and then 
spicy and sweet jalapenos uh, and like a creamy cheese and there's barbecue sauce on the anyways uh, it's just really, it's just really good i think that any pizza that is those combinations of flavors are yeah what get me especially like the spicy sweet is my the favorite. spicy sweet is so good and when you've got the perfect amount of spice on there like not too spicy but it's just accentuating the sweet like just enough it's such yeah. a home run it's so good i love making pizza at home it's like my favorite I thing do to too. do well that's Ugh. another thing is my daughter and i i'll make like a big batch of pizza dough and then we yeah. separate it into like three and like my boyfriend my daughter and i will all make our own personal perfect pizza. and then they eat meat and dairy so I they're making their own yeah yeah, yeah. they want yeah you're kidding me with all the food that you make i just can't believe anyone's still eating meat and dairy around you because you make such delicious things I will say that neither of them really eat meat or dairy at home. Sure. It's usually if we go out to dinner, like they'll have something else. Like my kid likes, you know, mac and cheese and crap like that, like normal kids. But but she'll eat a vegan mac and cheese all day long. I made her a vegan mac and cheese the other day and put some of that hooray bacon on top of it. And she loved it. So, yep. Yeah, it's um, uh, my husband probably wasn't vegan for about the first six years we were dating. And uh, but it was like that. It, it got less and less. And then he was just sort of eating it every now and then when we went out. But at home, he never was eating non-vegan. Stuff yeah, I don't think food. my boyfriend just eats whatever I make. And then right. he takes all my leftovers that I make. He takes them to work. He took some today. So nice, yeah. which is so great to have somebody to do that when you do what you do. I know I oh. had he's Every time he opens the fridge, he's like, wow, there's a lot of leftovers. And I'm like, yes, take them, take, take them, them. To take them, please. I made like a-, a giant cake for my daughter's birthday. Sorry. Oh. Um, oh. It, and then, yeah, I made it. It was like, uh, you can't really see. It was like four huge like layers. It was really tall because I just mm. like to be as obnoxious about things as possible like that. Um, so I was like, take some to work. There's a giant cake in my fridge. Oh my gosh. Oh, a cake by you. I just can't even what a what a lucky, lucky a birthday. It's good. Um, we've got a community fridge. We've got different ones here in Atlanta that like sometimes I can take food to, but you've got to label it with the ingredients for obvious reasons, you know, and everything. It's like, sometimes I just don't have time to like get it myself together to label everything, but it's so great when you've got someone who will take the food out there and spread the good, good word to plus having your vegan food. So, you know, they're going to eat it and be like, this is delicious, which is great. It's what we want. Uh, Chapter three takes us into scrumptious one pot weeknight dinners. I love a good one pot meal. So what's your go-to for your home? For an easy one pot meal that made it into this chapter, you know, you cook all the time. So like, is there something yeah. that made it into this chapter where you're like, I just want to make that one pot tonight? Yeah. So I actually do a lot of one pots just because I'm like fucking exhausted at the end of the day. And I do totally. a lot of my like recipe testing in the morning uh, while my kid's at school. And then by the evening, I'm like, yep. I want to cook anymore. So uh, there's a lot of pan meals that happen where it's like tofu and vegetables. And then a yes. lot of one um that's like my daughter's favorite food like meal is like tofu on one side of the pan and like vegetables on the other so good and so easy yeah um i would say that i probably do make um well i make chili a lot so there's that beer braised black bean chili i make chili a lot because we all like chili oh yeah uh probably some of the soup the ramen and the lemongrass noodle soup 
and the udon. My daughter's obsessed mm. with all Asian inspired noodle dishes. Yeah. Um, I make a lot of ramen for her and for myself. Very good. Uh, that's a, a step above that top ramen for sure. Yes. She'll eat that too. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like to make, it's, you know, it's cheap, it's easy. Yeah, yeah. Like vary it up. Your ramen, yes. You know. I love, I do love a, a good one pot though. And some other options, uh, everyone listening, you might want to consider to fulfill your one pot fantasy. Things like the loaded baked potato soup, crispy shallot and garlic chili oil. That's the udon noodles you were talking Those about. Cheesy, so They sound delicious. So the cheesy spinach and artichoke dip pasta baked, creamy Toscana rigatoni oh this mouth-watering red curry ramen you're talking about the ramen spicy lasagna soup and then of course we already mentioned it that beer braised chili coming in for the win there and uh chapter four takes us to satisfying pasta bowls the pasta of it all lauren we love pasta in our home who doesn't and i love every time a pasta pops up on your instagram it always looks so creamy and hearty and delicious and for listeners favorite thing yeah Oh, it's just so good. And for everyone listening, when they get this book in their hands, because they're all going to pre-order it after this, what is the first pasta dish you would tell them to make from this chapter? Oh my gosh, they're all really good. Um, I think my favorite thing, which is hard. Oh, wow. I don't know. That's hard. Ah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, there's a one pot broccoli mac and cheese, which is, I know, not in the one pot chapter, but it's incredible and super easy. I saw that and it looked so incredibly easy, everyone. So easy and super good. I would say that probably the thing that I crave the most is the chicken Parmesan lasagna roll-ups. Oh, great. Because they're just really good. That's it. They're just just really good. I love it. They sound good. When you like bite into something and you're like, oh my God, I'm so smart. That's how it is. I do know that feeling. Thankfully, I can say that. Thankfully. You create something. You're like, oh, my God, I'm a genius. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Oh, I love that. What about those spicy Greek meatballs and spaghetti? Uh, Can you tell me about the Greek meatballs? Well, so I did more, you know, Greek flavors. There's olives and and things of that nature instead of, like, more of an Italian. Sure. Flavoring, if that makes sense. I mean. Yep. It probably does. But there's... um. Yeah, I just was, I actually was in Greece last year and I had, yeah, and I had like a lot of different, I don't know, I guess I was kind of inspired by that. I was, I was still kind of working on the book when I was in Greece too, actually. And that was one that kind of got added afterwards. So. Perfect. So inspired by travel. We love that too. Um, You just said Greece too, meaning you were in Greece as well, but I was thinking Greece too, the movie, because I'm a big fan of Greece too. That was my favorite movie when I was a kid. Not Grease 1, Grease 2. No, Grease 2. Yes, yes Grease 2. And I used to do um, the Michelle Pfeiffer thing on the ladder where she sings. That was like my favorite part. And I wanted to be Michelle Pfeiffer so bad. And I also would tell people my name was Michelle when I was a child. And my parents would be like, no, it's not. <laughs> um, We're now officially best friends. Everyone's like, you like Grease 2, not Grease? I'm like, yes, Grease Oh, uh, yeah, Grease superior superior I mean, in so many ways fine. it's, it's fine. fine it's fine i've seen it a million times too greece yeah. too i would rent it every weekend my mom would take me to the video store and she'd be like why don't you get something new and i would be like no why what would be the point of that too. 
Let me tell you. Do you remember I I recorded Grease 2 from the video store over to a home video cassette so I could watch it at home. And I think the summer between my fifth and sixth grade year, I watched it like every single day. Yeah. It was intense. Again, I we would have to return the video, of course, a few days later, and then the next weekend I would just get it again. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know why my mom didn't just buy it for me. <laughs> Seems like it would have saved some money, but <laughs> Well, and I, I feel like there might like, you know, VHS tapes took up a lot of space. So I feel like maybe in stores there wasn't even room on the shelf to have Grease yeah. 2 like present. Um yeah. maybe it was man, I I also went, I love that you said I was in Greece too. <laughs> And this is where I went with this. That tells you how big of a fan um, we did. We went to like a Grease two viewing party at a local cinema like six oh, months ago, and nice. now I'm just wishing that you were sitting with me. But like, literally, you were encouraged to like sing along and talk along with it. And literally, I was say I was talking along with it so much that someone goes, uh, "You really know this movie really well." <laughs> and I was like, "Isn't that the point? I... Isn't that what we're doing?" Yeah, I know all of the words to all of the songs. And um, I definitely think I know probably all of the dialogue as well. Yes. Uh, Question for you. Yes. And then I'll get off my Grease 2 tangent, I swear. When Stephanie Zanoni walks into the school after they do back to school and she's walking down the hallway. And then let's just uh, character cast this person. It's a person playing a nerd. They walk by her and they go, it's a voiceover, but they say, hmm, pants. And then she changes into a skirt. Do you recall that voiceover and someone saying, mm, pants? Yes, I do remember that. Thank you. My husband I, and I literally say it all the time. Now, if somebody references pants at all, we go, mm, pants. I, <laughs> I do remember that because I specifically remember being like, oh, you weren't supposed to wear pants back then. But my mom was born in 1950. And she actually wasn't supposed to wear pants to school. She had to wear. I didn't even know that was the. Oh my gosh. Now that makes tons of sense to me. I was so. And now it actually makes sense on why it was the quote unquote unpopular person saying it. You know, the more perhaps buttoned up person who would have been saying it because they were like. She was like, that's breaking the rules. Yeah. So. Wow. I I believe my mom said um, that like. Maybe like right after she graduated high school, you were allowed to wear pants or maybe when she was in high school, they they transitioned, but she would have been in high school in the sixties, like the late 60s, mid to late sixties. And she wasn't, she was, uh, grew up in Wilmington, Delaware, and they were not allowed to wear pants at her high school. I can't believe that all this time I didn't put that together. That makes so much sense. Well, look at that. I I contemplated. I was like, don't tell Lauren about the mm, pants comment. I'm so glad I did. You've enlightened me. (laughs) That's wonderful. I'm probably a movie I've seen. I mean, at least a hundred times, like easily. I want to say, let's say 50. I don't know. Like a hundred's a lot, but I've seen it a lot. A lot. But anyway. Yes. I would say I've seen it between 50 (laughs) and 100 times. And yes, yes, we have. All right. Yeah. Well, then we know what sort of viewing party we, we're going to have when we get together <laughs> to eat our lasagna rolls. It's going to be great. All right, everybody. I'll take you back to the right. book. I promise. Thank you for indulging me, Lauren. Um, we're on chapter chapter five. Feast worthy, fair, drool worthy items in here. Like, and we're putting the air quotes in again. Honey glazed autumn tofu, smoky right. bacon, mac and greens, crispy herbs, sweet potato stacks, cheesy caramelized onion 
potato au gratin, garlic alfredo spaghetti squash. It looks so good. Um, and garlicly, gar- garlicly, garlicky <laughs> harissa roasted carrots. What is a recipe for you when you think of delicious as fuck vegan and comfort food that you knew just had to be in this chapter? Okay. Well, if you ask my boyfriend, he would say that the cheesy caramelized onion potato au gratin is mm. like one of the best things he's ever eaten. But I think, um, so Marcus Samuelson is like one of my favorite chefs and he has a restaurant in Harlem called Red Rooster. Okay. And I lived in New York city for some time and, um, he actually has uh, probably from context, you can tell it's not a super vegan friendly restaurant, but I love him so much. And he does actually have some of the best vegan food I've ever had. It's just, you know, they're amazing, but they're amazing. And he had like this whole roasted cauliflower, cauliflower, which I know has been done, but it was one of the best things I've ever eaten. Sure. Anyways, he has a recipe or not a recipe. There's a dish on that menu at red rooster that is Mac and greens. And so it's like collard greens. Cause he does a lot of like Southern inspired stuff too. But um, anyway, so the smoky bacon mac and greens is inspired by Marcus Samuelson. And I kind of did a play on like what he was doing and it's so good. And I just feel like that is super cozy. And also like that whole, the whole chapter is supposed to be like, you know, for holiday things that you could sure at a holiday. And my publisher was kind of going back and forth with me and wanted them me to not have like a whole chapter that was like um specific to a season but i kind of like just pushed back a little bit and was like yeah. this is something i would like and also people ask for a lot of holiday dishes a lot sure. so all of those i think are just were important that i don't know to see that you can still like have a totally normal holiday that's delicious right. and cool and people would enjoy it still so Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, I love just the idea of giving people just, uh, you know, ideas for the holidays too, something to bring to the yeah. table. And when it's vegan and they can impress people with it, we all know that's, you know, has a great impact right there as well. That's when awesome. were you in New York? Um, so I lived in New York um, in 2014, okay. so almost 10 years ago and 2015. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's been a while. My daughter was real little. I lived in Brooklyn. For- okay. A little while. Um, All right, I was there at that same time. I was in oh, Queens really? at the time, though. Yeah, I mean, I we're just connected in ways I didn't even so know. Yeah, yeah, this I, friendship is blossoming over this <laughs> this uh, recording here. I love New York. It just got to be a little much for me, which you might understand. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Especially having a really young child. Cannot was, imagine having it was a little really hard one. For yeah. Me. Um, just like grocery shopping was yep. like such a chore. Um, so it just, as much as I loved it there, I just decided that it wasn't the place I could settle for much longer, but yeah, yeah. I still that love it there. Sense. Obviously the of food course. there is amazing. But. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, chapter six is playful party foods. I love a surefire dish that you can take to a party to impress. Uh, and when you look at this chapter, is there something when we're looking at maybe we want to impress the non-vegan variety, what is something, I mean, everything you do is impressive, but if you had to pick one from here to impress the non-vegans at the party, something that would blow them over, make them lose their minds, what recipe comes to mind from the playful party foods chapter? The French onion potato skins are really, really good. Um, 
And everyone loves potatoes. Everyone loves potatoes. Like you can't not love a potato. No, it's a win. Um, so same with like the taco fries and cheesy chorizo dip. That is mm. probably one of my favorite things. Um, I do have a soft spot. So I named the everything bagel pretzel bites after my daughter, Lenore. That's why they're called yes. Lenore's because she loves a pretzel and everything bagel and a pretzel. So, well, and you're making these out of a store-bought pizza dough, right? Yeah. So tell us about the procedure of that a little more. How do we go from store-bought pizza dough into a everything bagel? So I just decided like, because I don't know. I think with the with the party foods, I wanted to make them kind of simplistic too. Like if you're entertaining sure. people are coming over to watch a sport, which I don't do, but yeah. if some people watch sports, so um, <laughs> it seems like a lot. <laughs> um, so if you're having I, people uh, over to watch Grease too, is what you mean? To watch Grease too, these are good for that too. Exactly. Um, that's more likely what I would be doing. Yes, same, same. <laughs> um, I just so I decided um, instead of making your own you know, dough for this, which is also intimidating to some people. And I get it. I love yeah. making yeast bread, but like, I also went to culinary school. So sure. sure I understand same. that like, maybe that's not everyone's bag. Right. <laughs> Cause like even in culinary school, it's a little intimidating to me. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so just grabbing like pizza dough, you know, like Trader Joe's has really great pizza dough. A lot of places do it. And 99.9% of them, I'm going to say are already vegan. And I think maybe people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. So grabbing some dough and then what you know makes it a pretzel is the baking soda bath so you're just like really easily chopping these into bites putting them in a 30 second bath yeah and then baking them and that's it and obviously topping them with some everything bagel spice but they're really really good and i don't know they only take a few minutes to make Yeah. I mean, that approach to it sounds so simplistic when I think of like all the different times I've made bagels and the process I go through to make them and, you know, bagel bites or pretzel bites or anything like that. So I love this. And then you're pairing it with some chive cream cheese dip, which I think everybody can get into that. I mean, come on now. Uh, Also not to be be missed in this chapter, everyone, we've got great recipes like Supreme Pizza Rolls that include a soy, soy curl pepperoni. All about that. You say something so funny in here that when you were a kid, you ate so much pizza that your blood type could only be described as type P for pizza. Samesies. I will say that I tried, well, I just naturally, my writing, I think, like leans toward trying to be humorous. And there oh, were so working. many things. There were so many things that my publisher was like, I don't get it. And I'm like, oh, I thought it was so funny. And they're like, please change this. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, oh. I was really proud of that one. Okay. I've had that too. And you're like, what do you mean you don't get it? Like, I that's know, I'm hyster- like, it's hilarious. I am hysterical. Mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm going into stand up after this. Come on. <laughs> oh, well, that one clearly they got. So it stayed in. And, and I'm, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, stayed in. Yeah. Uh, we've got the French onion potato skins you mentioned, the you know, pasta loaded fries, and of course the taco fries with cheesy chorizo dip you mentioned too. So lots of good stuff in this chapter to get the party started. And chapter seven is hearty veggie centric dishes. Do you have a favorite favorite vegetable to cook with that landed in a recipe in this chapter? I honestly think Brussels sprouts are probably mm-hmm. my favorite vegetable. And there's the crispy orange sesame Brussels sprouts and rice, <laughs> which is really Jeez. good. So, you know, I kind of like made it like an orange chicken. Yeah. Like takeout dish, but it's Brussels sprouts, but it works and it's so good. Yeah. Sounds delicious um, to me. 
Yeah. Yeah. And y'all don't snooze on that. We got a hearty green goddess roasted veggie and orzo bowls in here. Coconut oh, yeah. curry, cauliflower with coconut rice. Also got the sweet potato gnocchi with sage butter. I love, love, love. Just so many great things in this chapter and hearty veggie centric dishes. And now, 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 though, comes my favorite part. And this is chapter eight. Let them eat cake. Let them eat cake in bed. This chapter is bursting with pies, cakes, bars, milkshakes, shortcakes, cobblers, you name it. You've got your version of a Twix bar in here even called the Betwixt Bars. Obsessed with this already from shortbread crust, caramel layer, and the chocolate layer. Now, sweet treats. What's the one you were most excited to put into this book and share in this book? As you probably know, I'm a dessert person. And that's like my, yeah, it's my favorite thing to do, bake. Yes. Um. Oh my gosh. Okay. The banana bread cobbler is so oh. good. I love like a messy dessert that you can just like, it's warm and you like dig into it. Um, but I'm going to stop so you before you name any other ones here, because I want to say to everyone, this is the exact kind of stuff I'm talking about with you. Like it's a banana bread, banana bread cobbler, everyone. Like, I mean, you took banana bread and you said, yeah, what about a cobbler? Like there's always this great stuff coming from you. And it's always so exciting. Well, cause I, I love banana bread. But like that's been done a million and times. Love so yeah. I love cobbler. I put some stuff on top. It's like gooey and delicious, and you can put oh. ice cream on top of it. And it's just so good. Um, I yeah. So the first one's like my version of a Snickers pie too. I just didn't know if I should name it Snickers pie. Sure. I don't know how they feel about that, but that's really right. good. Um, and then, well. I don't know. These are all pretty good. Oh, the carrot cake sticky toffee pudding is really good too. I decided there that I'd like, those are two of my favorite things, carrot toffee pudding. So I put those yes. together and that's really, really good. Too. Yes. Um, I am here and then I, for carrot cake sticky toffee pudding. Sounds delicious. It's so good. Yeah. Um, my brother so good. has celiacs. So I decided to do, do a flourless chocolate cake too for him. So, because I don't what a have kind a lot of sibling things in there, but like, yeah. And the um, the Chilaquiles in the first um, chapter are named after him too. That's my brother Ethan, oh, and he I love it. So that's like his favorite thing in the world is Chilaquiles. Oh, that's so good. Tie the family in there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, you've got that. The flourless, it's a flourless chocolate hazelnut cake, everybody. Yeah. It's and then really also, I, I have no doubt in my mind, but it's so funny. I didn't even think when I saw flourless, I didn't think, oh, she usually doesn't do like GF. I just thought, oh, look at her going without the flour now too. This is amazing. <laughs> so we got the flourless chocolate hazelnut cake, the carrot cake sticky toffee pudding that was mentioned, banana bread cobbler, everybody. And then even funfetti cake, ice oh, cream, mixed berry lemonade, lemonade, pie bars, and strawberry basil shortcake and so this gooey chocolate chip cookie pie is that the snickers pie or is that a whole other pie altogether? no that's a whole different thing yeah what? um so the, the first one that's named after my best friend julie julie's caramel nougat and peanut pie snickers oh. are her, her favorite thing ever but she also doesn't she's also been vegan for a while so okay um that pie is inspired by her but there's like a layer of 
peanuts and then caramel and nougat and chocolate and more peanuts. So it tastes like a Snickers and it's delicious. And, uh, oh yeah, the guava cream cheese cupcakes, you know, I grew up in Miami, so that's kind of a gosh Miami nod. Little nod, little nod to Miami. Yeah, I don't know. These are all really good. Yeah. So the, um, the gooey pumpkin chocolate chip cookie pie is like cookie dough baked oh. in the pie crust. And so you get the best of both worlds and it's really good. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> outstanding. All of it. Well, listen, there's something in here to satisfy everyone's sweet tooth. That's for sure. And everybody that is delicious as fuck vegan, 100 simple recipes for wildly flavorful plant-based comfort foods. Now, Lauren, this is your book brag moment. What's something you're most proud of when it comes to this book? Um, I think I would say that I kind of stuck to my guns here. And I think a lot of these things, a lot of the recipes were actually questioned by my publisher. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of them, they didn't maybe understand or um, were like, I don't think that sounds right here or whatever. And I was like, no. (laughs) So I would say that I'm proud that I like normally... I don't want to say I'm a pushover, but I'm a really nice person and I'm a people pleaser for sure. And so I'm usually like, oh yeah, okay. But this time I was like, no, I asked you if I could do whatever I wanted. You said yes. And this is delicious and I want it in here. So I'm proud that it's just like what I wanted it to be, I think. I love that so much. I think a lot of people, and I've talked about this talked about it a couple times on here but people i think don't understand sometimes that like the dance that you have with a publisher is um it it, it can be real can be breezy or it can be the biggest like heartbreaking pain in the world or super stressful like it just depends on who your editor is and who the publisher is and the contract and all the things like that but there's things sometimes where with me, I always end up sort of just saying, okay, pick and choose my battles, which is more important sure. here. And then I kind of like, as things come in and I have to remind myself of that in the process. So to hear that you sort of stood up for what you, you were like, no, this is what we planned on. Like, this was the agreement. Like, I just love that for you. So I think that's a great book bag. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Like with the first one, I think, you know, I just was like, okay, they would be like, that doesn't sound right or whatever. And I was like, okay. But this time I was like, no, yeah, I, yeah. If you don't understand it, I don't know what to tell you, but and sometimes you get, when you have the one editor, they're questioning something that maybe doesn't make sense to them, but actually does make sense to like everyone. And you right. have to remind yourself like, oh, this was one person who just read it. Like, and that's how send I send it off to thought- someone and say, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt. And I would, you know, I would like, you know, comment back or whatever and be like, I think that this makes sense, yeah. or, you know, whatever. And then most, you know, pretty much all the time she'd be like, okay. <laughs> so. Yep. Yep. Totally. Well, I love it. Well, are you ready for your rapid fire round of questions? Yes. All right. Here we go. Number one. I think I know the answer to this, but pancakes or waffles? Uh, waffles. Yeah, I got it right. Uh, favorite pasta shape. Oh, geez. Um, oh my gosh. I know these are supposed to be rapid fire. I really like pasta. Um, is, can I say ravioli? Cause I like, things. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I'll I take like it. ravioli. I like things stuffed inside a pasta. Okay. Yeah. Uh, favorite animal you see roaming about in Vegas. Um, hummingbirds. They're not really roaming, but hummingbirds are like my favorite fucking thing ever. I'm like literally gasp every time I see one and there's a million in our our neighborhood. So you can imagine that that. a lot. Yeah. (laughs) 
she's okay, everyone. She's just I'm seen not. a hummingbird. Every time. <laughs> she's going to be fine. Um, do you collect anything, rescue animals excluded? Um, so um, I have a lot of like, uh, I guess I'm kind of sitting, but you can't see it. My living room is covered with um, kind of like witchy things. Cool. Um, yeah. I have a lot of like specimens and jars of things. Um, awesome. So yeah, there's a lot of skulls and they're not real. <laughs> if that makes it. <laughs> yeah, just um, to clarify for everyone. Yeah. I also, I have a lot of books. Yep. Yep. So we're in your favorite season then it sounds like we're entering oh Halloween God, yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, me too. Halloween's my me favorite too. thing. Yeah. I'm here for it. Well then in that case, I'll ask you, what's your favorite horror movie? Oh God. Well, I, I have, I mostly just watch horror movies. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I'll watch some other things, but I'm a mostly horror movie kind of girl. What is my favorite horror movie? Um, I like horror comedies. So like sure. Tucker and Dale versus evil is one of my favorite. Okay. Movies. I've seen it. I need to see um, it. It's yeah. I like, um, yeah, I like comedy mixed with gore. Uh, oh my gosh. Are you a fan of the scream movies? I am. So I actually, um, my 11th birthday, I, um, my parents didn't know what it was and that is what we rented. And I had girls come over and watch cause it had just come out in 96 is when I turned 11. Oh and my gosh. My mom this. rented it for me. She didn't ask any questions. <gasps> and, uh, the girls at my sleepover were very mad at me and I ah! loved it. I loved it. And everyone else was like, why did you make us watch that? Oh my gosh. How do you feel? Have you seen the most recent screams? Um, I haven't, I kind of, so I watched the one before, like the fifth one, I think the sixth one, which, which I enjoyed, but then like this new one didn't have like any of the original cast. And I just was like, eh. We still have Courtney Cox. Oh, right. Courtney Cox. I do love Courtney Cox, but Nev Campbell's not in it. She certainly is not. I am, I am a um, dedicated Scream fan. So I went, I might've seen it twice at the movie theater, Um, but I was pleasant. I'm, you know, there's a seventh one coming out and I know it's. Yeah. I I mean, I'll watch it eventually. I'm not like. No, I hear you. I hear you. I think, I hope, I think you might be pleasantly surprised with part six, but. Okay. You watch it and let me know. I'm very interested to know your thoughts. Okay. okay. All right. What is, if you could cook for a dead celebrity, who would it be? Um, Julia Childs. Is that oh, stupid? I feel like that. No, like if that's she, really like, if good. She was like, I can't do her voice, but if she was like, this is amazing. I would be like, oh my God. <laughs> So. She would be like that. She would love your food. And also, I think that's a great answer because also let's, I would have loved to have been in a world where she was exploring vegan food. That would have been so great. Uh, barbecue sauce or hot sauce? Hot sauce. Favorite flavor ice cream? Uh, I think like chocolate and peanut butter, probably sweet and salty, anything, you know, like a Ben and Jerry's. They yeah. got a lot of good sweet and salty things. They sure yeah. do. Yeah. They have like that's... that vegan Netflix and chill one. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think good choice on that. Sweet and salty there. Uh, what's the last show you binge watched? Um, I just watched that show like all, all the way through pretty quickly. Uh, Poker Face with Natasha Leone. Okay. Yeah. Have I haven't watched. Oh, I think I've watched one episode when it first came out. I need to go back to it's it. It's pretty good. It reminds me of like Murder, She Wrote, which I love. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm here for that. Uh, what recipe did you test last? Um, 
I just made some pretzel biscuits, which Ooh. might sound boring. That sounds amazing. Are like buttermilk flaky layer biscuits, and then, but I made them pretzely, and I don't know if that's a thing that is a thing, but I did it, and then I it made like a honey a honey butter to go with it, so it was like a sweet salty oh, thing. Um, but I like brushed good. them with baking. Speaking of making pretzels, I brushed them instead of like submerging them in baking soda water, which I felt yeah. might disintegrate them. I brushed them all around really heavily and then salted them and put them in the oven and it worked really well. Uh, so. Oh, I get that. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Will that be up on your blog? Is that going to go up on your blog? Yeah, yeah. It all will right, be everybody. Now you know where to find it, everyone. That's yeah. great. Uh, if you could pick up a certain skill instantly, what would it be? Um. Speaking another language, I think that's a skill. Yes. Um, I have always wanted, I've tried so hard. I've done like so many different, I feel like, you know, they say it's better to do it when you're a child, but yeah. I have not, I'm like really bad at like picking up other languages and Same. I would love to speak other languages and I Same. cannot. So. Yeah, me too. Uh, donuts or cupcakes? Uh, donuts. Okay. And favorite vegan restaurant in Vegas? Vegan restaurant in Vegas, or a restaurant that has vegan options, right? Just for right. listeners who are going to visit Vegas. Oh my gosh, that's hard too. <laughs> okay, well, uh, this is this would probably change with the time, but um, my boyfriend and I just went to Mott Thirty Two um, okay. a few weeks ago, and they have vegan soup dumplings. Oh, and they were one of the best things I've ever eaten. I like ate it like ever just, and it's obviously it's not a vegan restaurant, but they have a lot of vegan options. There's like a whole, yeah. vegan menu. it's huge. Like the vegan menu. They, I asked for it. And they just brought me like this whole, I was like, you know, what are the oh. options? They brought me a whole menu. Um, that. so I got, um, they have like fake chicken dishes and fake beef dishes, like, and it, but the the vegan soup dumplings are one of the things I the best things I've ever eaten in my entire life. And oh, I love that! I want that. That last time I was in Vegas, I I didn't know of that place, so I'm 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 interested to return one day and explore more again. What's the donut shop there? Is it Ronald's Donuts? Ron's? Yeah, so Ronald's Donuts has a bunch of vegan options. Um, yep. Even um, Pink Box, which is a really big. Um, chain that i think is just here and maybe in california um they okay. have a bunch of vegan options um, all right which are all really good they have like so many donuts and there's probably only like four or five vegan ones a day but still that's yeah. like a pretty good i don't need more than four or five donuts so yeah right exactly and the fun thing about ronald's if i remember correctly if my vision and my brain is correct is that it, it's very old school it's like an old school donut shop you got to roll up you got to get your donuts before they sell out that day and they close down at like two o'clock or something like correct. that and it's it's in chinatown and it's okay it's Asian owned which i think is interesting and then um they don't really label them, but like the whole top shelf is usually vegan. Right. They, like don't even tell people unless yeah. you like just know. And I think that's pretty cool that they're just like, there's probably plenty of people who are getting those donuts that don't even know they're vegan. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly like, right. Donuts. Yeah. Yep. So. Well, now you got some options, everybody, when you're visiting Vegas and that is your rapid fire. Good job, Lauren. Please tell everyone where they can find you on social media and the internet. Okay, so my blog is rabbitandwolves.com, and then that's all my handles. Um, Instagram is where I'm probably the most active, I guess, which is rabbit at rabbitandwolves. 
Um, and then same with Facebook, Pinterest, anything else you're on, I'm there. And that's, they're all the same handle. One rabbit, multiple wolves, because people seem yes. to get confused about that. So. One rabbit, multiple wolves. Everyone can find you there. And of course, everyone go pre-order, get your own copy of Delicious as Fuck Vegan right now. Everywhere books are sold. Pre-orders are very important. So go get your order in so you can have this awesome new book in your hands when it comes out next week on September 26th. I have the date right, right? September 26th. September 26th, a week. Very exciting. Uh, Lauren, you're the number one cool writer in my book forever and always. Oh my gosh. I I, thank you for agreeing to come back and congratulations on this new book and the continued success with rabbit and wolves and beyond. Thank you so much. This has been a muzzy cat production. (laughs) 